You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. Because the shares now are basically screaming that the gold price is going down to 1800 You've already had a, a, a COMEX close below, 1360, uh, below 1865 which tells me along with the, with, with the share showing relative weakness here, that the gold price is going to go down. But on the other side, on the flip side of that, a lot of these juniors that, that, are, that are basically de-risking high margin projects, they've already bought them. Their stocks have already bought them because their projects make sense at 1800, make sense at 1700, make sense at 1600. So these stocks are bifurcating and they've already bought them. It's, it's your job to find out where those stocks are and what you think they're worth before you buy them. This is Mining Stock Education. I'm Bill Powers. Thanks for tuning in. You will be getting an update from the one and only junior miner junkie, David Erfley, today. If you're not familiar with David's service or his insights, head on over to juniorminerjunkie.com. If you're watching on YouTube, you see the address on the screen, or if you're listening in audio form, you can click the link in the show notes. David, welcome back on to Mining Stock Education. We're coming up on the end of November, Thanksgiving time for us uh, United States citizens and investors. About this time every year, we think about tax loss selling and we're thinking about what we might want to liquidate in our own portfolios, or perhaps we're perusing over our buy list and seeing what companies we might want to pick up. So in this tax loss selling season, how are you analyzing it? What moves might you make? Uh, thanks again for having me on, Bill. Um, yeah, um, just recently I had, fortunately, I had one position that, I, that, that uh, just one position that I'm down on, and I sold it um, as it's pretty much uh, an optionality play on the gold price. Meaning um, the PEA they just released was done at fifteen fifty gold. Um, so if you take a look at some of these companies that are putting out PEAs, and they use a base case of anything. Um, higher than 1350, the market's going to treat them as an optionality play. And they're most likely being sold here as the miners are look like they're telling us that gold's going to test $1,800 here on this move before we see a, a sustainable bottom. So $1,800 is the floor that you see? You don't suspect- I think so. Yeah, that 1750 to 1800 area, that's really strong support. I mean, because it was really strong resistance going back to the last bull market. During the last bull market, um, the uh, the gold price never closed above eighteen hundred on a on a monthly basis, and it it, it of course it went to nineteen twenty um, on that uh, on that huge move, and but it never closed above eighteen hundred on a monthly basis. So um, you see, it, it it came after it. After it uh, went up to that 1920, 1925 area, it sold off pretty hard and then came back up to backtest 1800 more than once. So that's that was really strong resistance. And now it's really strong support. So when you're looking at a gold development company that's at the economic stage, they're doing a PEA, PFS or FS. What number and what gold price do you want to see them using at this stage in the game? Um, I'd like to see them use um, 1350 or lower. I mean, I've I've got I've got uh, stock in one company that that I believe is a, is a near term candidate that used 1050, and um, it's the project is economic at 1050. So um, what you're what you're seeing right now, Bill, is you're seeing 
a lot of these optionality plays being sold here. Um, and you're also seeing um, these high margin projects are bifurcating from the market, meaning they're, they're, they're going higher as the, sec as the sector is correcting um, because the M&A has started to heat up here over the past few weeks. So um, what, what, what you, what, what you want to do is if you're looking for value, of course, you know, you're, you're, you're going to take a look at these optionality plays that are being sold here. But understand that they're going to need higher gold prices, and you got to be pretty confident that the, that the gold price is going to stop at that seventeen hundred and fifty to eighteen hundred dollar level. Because it doesn't. If it goes lower than that, then these these stocks will get hammered even more. A bellwether stock that you look to is Bear, Bear Creek Mining. Have you been paying attention to that stock, and what might it be saying right now? Oh, sure. That's that's that, that that's a company that I've been holding for quite a while. And um, I don't know if you saw that uh, a, a zinc mine in uh, South Africa was just shut down and that the zinc price just hit an 18 month high. Um, that stock is also uh, has uh, leverage to the zinc price because there's a lot of zinc in that project. That's that's a silver deposit in Peru. Um, but they are in the finance stage. So they're looking to finance that project, which has a pretty high capex of about five, $600 million. So um, it's basically um, in, it, it hasn't really sold off much, but it hasn't really gone up much either. It's still consolidating the, the huge gain. But, uh, the stock is, is holding up really well here. A growth oriented producer that you've publicly been on record holding and liking was, is Taranga which mm -hmm. just uh, is going to merge with Endeavor Mining in Africa to form a larger African gold producer. There was virtually no premium. I think it was like 5.1% on that one. Uh, what are your general thoughts and reaction as a Taranga shareholder? Well, um, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of happy on one hand, but uh, kind of disappointed on the other. Um, I've been in the stock for quite a while. My shareholders have too. I sold it this week uh, on, on the news of this, of this merger as um, uh, the company will now be one of the largest gold miners in the world, and it will be the largest gold miner in Africa, as um, Endeavor is now an acquirer. Um, I also owned Endeavor way back in 2016. I was fortunate to get in it, get in it really early when, when the sector was, was made a significant bottom down there in early 2016. And uh, but I sold the stock a few years later as it started to trade sideways when management was basically coming out and saying, look, we want to build this huge behemoth gold company. And, um, you know, I'd rather be in, in a stock that is looking to be acquired at, as opposed to a stock that is that is an acquirer. And um, so I sold. Endeavor for basically where it's trading at now. It's it's traded sideways since then because they since then they've also acquired Semifo, and um, as far as the the, the Taranga deal is concerned, you know I was hoping they would get a U.S. listing. Um, you know I really like their Cote d'Ivoire um, properties. You know they've got a little project down there that looks really really good. You know I uh, I I'm, I'm constantly in contact with CEO Richard Young and. Um, he did an incredible job with that company. That Misawa uh, deal was was amazing for the for the stock. Um, but my show, my my uh, my subscribers and I have done really well, and it was just time to sell um, and, and take the profits and put it into something else. 
you live in California, but you're a worldwide traveler and you've lived all over the world. So you have a global perspective and you invest in Africa. Obviously you invested in Taranga. You've mentioned on this show, you've invest, invested in Osino. There's other African companies that we're not going to mention. You got to be a subscriber to find out where else David has invested in Africa, but share a little thoughts uh, if you could about investing in Africa. Obviously if it's a continent, not a country. Sometimes us mm-hmm. North Americans are accused of looking at it as a country. It's a continent, but what are some of your general thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's spotty, you know, there are places I won't go near. And there's places that are really undervalued here that are perceived as risky, but they're really not. And that's, that's where that's where you got to look for value, you know, when the market is perceiving something as risky, and it's really not, or um, there's, there's maybe some positive news coming up in that in in that country, um, that is is going to is going to benefit uh, more investors coming into companies in that country. You take a look at that um, because, you know, anything in Africa is always going to have a discount, you know, no matter where it is. I mean, we could, we could take a look at a, a, a company like Orzone, which I've been a shareholder in the past. I'm not right now. They've got a fantastic project that is, that is a dry, you know, a short drive from the capital. And, um, you know, Burkina, uh, Burkina Faso, Burkina Faso has been associated with a lot of terrorists because it borders terrorist country, countries that, that, that have a lot of terror, terrorism in it. So they come over this border because there's no border control. And, um, you know, Semaphore was one of those. And um, Endeavor went ahead and took that out anyway. And, um, but or- Orzone's project, the Bombori project is, you know, is, is just a short drive away from the capital. And the project sits right next to a security facility where they're, where they, it's like a, a target, target range where there's always security around. So they have no issues there whatsoever. Yet that stock is still being, being, uh, traded at a, at a very high discount to its peers in the market. So this speaks to that knowledge arbitrage where you just got to dig mm-hmm. a little deeper, find out mm-hmm. what's really going on and taking advantage of the market's misperception. Right, exactly. So let's talk about finding good value for junior mining stocks now. If, uh, you know, Some people that are even emailing me are new to the sector, say, Bill, I want to invest in mining stocks. Obviously, they've run up this year. You and I have personally benefited from that in our own portfolios since March. But if somebody is new and looking at an entry point, what advice would you give them today? Oh, um, you know, there's there's still um, a lot of value out there, but you got to take a look at some of these stocks. They, you know, they've look at their charts from March. You know, some of them have gone up six, seven, eight, tenfold, and they're in the process of consolidating those gains. You know, I don't care how good the the the, the project looks that a junior holds, you know, any stock that's gone up that much in just, you know, less than five months. I mean, we saw the GDXJ go from, you know, go up 180% in 4.5 months, you know, that's got to consolidate. And um, also you have to factor in that a lot of these companies raised money at that time, you know, and those shares are going to become free trading. They issue half warrant or a full warrant. What people do is, as soon as they become free trading, they sell the shares and they keep the warrant. So you got to take a look at that. Um, you know, um, it's, it's, you know, I have a watch list. It's great to have a watch list of companies that you really like. And you take a look at the chart and you go, wow, that thing's moved up a lot. It's consolidating. I, you know, I'm not going to buy it now, but you watch it. You know, you keep watching and keep watching and keep watching. And you have a price that you feel is fair value. 
And to get that price that you feel is fair value, you research the, the company as much as you can. You, you know, you call up the company, you, you, you try to get a virtual meeting with management, which, which you can do. And, um, you know, ask them as many questions as you possibly can to get to, to, to get to know them better, to get to know their project better, to get to know, you know, ask them how much they paid for their stock, you know, how, ask them, you know, what they plan on doing with the money that they just raised, you know, ask them who took part in the finance. Was it mostly retail? Do you have high net worth individuals that are going to be, that are going to be strong hands that aren't going to sell the stock? There's all these questions you need to ask before you say, you know what, I'm going to buy this thing. You know, you, there's a lot of research you have to do. And the more research you do, the more successful you're going to be at, at picking the right stocks in this sector. And you invest in a lot of junior exploration companies, which are extremely speculative, high risk, high reward. Mm -hmm. But maybe you could share a little more about how you discern a floor, a floor both for the current share price trading, but also just fundamental valuation, if a little junior exploration company could have that? There's a lot of things that go into it, Bill. Like just recently, you're, you're a subscriber and, and you know that I recently put out a buy alert on a very high risk exploration company. You know, um, they, they raised a bunch of money a little while ago. And it was, I think the money that they raised was almost what their market cap was at the time, maybe even a little higher. And all that, uh, all the drilling that they did after they raised this money is about to is about to uh, be issued be released from the assay labs over the next three months. But the the, uh, the 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 placement that they did a lot of it was taken by retail. So the holding period for those shares came off um, about a month and a half ago, and the stock was hit really hard because of that because it was you know the the uh, whoever got into the stock was issued a three-year warrant so i'm just there's incentive to sell <laughs> and i'm gonna sell the stock no matter where it is when it becomes free trading because it's 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 basically a risk-free you know investment for me i can wait three years to to to, to invest in this company if they do hit it big at these projects you know and the stock's trading at two three dollars in, in two years you know i'm in the money with my warrants so you take a look at things like this and um, you can find value right now um, if you do things like that in, in high risk companies, you know, and you also, like I said, you call up the management team and you get to, unfortunately, you know, we can't do conferences anymore. You know, this, this is what was great about these conferences, these mining conferences. You could go to these conferences and you could talk to these people in person. You know, you can look them in the eye, sit across the table from them, get a feeling of, you know, what type of, what type of person they are. Uh, it's more difficult to do that in Zoom meetings and doing all this virtually, but this is what we're reduced to now. So, which which makes it even more important to do as much research as you possibly can. Copper has one of the best looking six months charts. Are you looking for more copper juniors right now, or perhaps gold juniors with more copper exposure? Um, yeah, that's that's a great point. It's zinc also. You know, like I said, the, the zinc price just went up. Uh, you know, so much recently. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, I still silver and gold are still my favorite um, be, be because of the because of the macro fund fundamentals are just screaming uh, buy here as as this sector is consolidating now. I mean, if you take a look at, at at the sector, you know, it 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 usually has it usually makes uh, uh, the, the gold price usually makes a significant low 
in July and or December. This year, we made a significant high in July, and it looks like we might make a significant low in December because the shares now are basically screaming that the gold price is going down to 1800. We've already had a, a, a COMEX close below 1360, uh, below 1865, which tells me, along with the, with, with the shares showing relative weakness here, that the gold price is going to go down there. But on the other side, on the flip side of that, a lot of these juniors that, that, are, that are basically de-risking high margin projects, they've already bought them. Their stocks have already bought them because their projects make sense at 1800, make sense at 1700, make sense at 1600. So these stocks are bifurcating and they've already bought them. It's, it's your job to find out where those stocks are and w- what you think they're worth before you buy them. Excellent. And last question, Dave, a lot of times you point out that uranium juniors tend to bottom around this time, if I recall. So are you looking at any uranium juniors right now? And they did again this year. I mean, the, the first week of November, uh, the uranium sec- the uranium juniors have bottomed. There's one on my watch list, as you know. And um, but I'm still uh, I'm still iffy about uranium. You know, it's just such a tough sector. I mean, there's been so many false bottoms over the past few years. Um, and I would only probably get into one stock, that one stock that's on my watch list. And, um, you know, um, I might get into it before the end of the year. I'm not sure. Um, it all depends on uh, what I find out here with the, with the cash I've just built up and, and all the research that I'm doing. All right. Well, uh, Dave is the junior minor junkie. He's a walking encyclopedia of not just uh, the last 15 years in the junior mining sector, but what's going on currently, as you can see, talking to me with no notes. So to learn more about Dave's service, head on over to juniorminerjunkie.com. Dave, really appreciate the monthly check-in on Mining Stock Education. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Bill. Always enjoy it. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10-for-1 returns as there is in small-cap and micro-cap mining stocks concomitant with that if you don't do the work or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too i just started to study up on mining stocks and i just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really you could do really really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment.
This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors, and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.